Good morning or good afternoon or good night. I don't know when you're going to be watching this, but I want you all to be to have a good day or a good whatever. Um, we are coming to winding up this series, and um, you can get a little booklet like this. Uh, this was not available way back when I went through this, but it is available today. And I just want to go back and review where we are and what in the world could be next. The first was the assurance of salvation. Are you really sure and how you can have the assurance of salvation? Then the second thing we looked at was assurance of answered prayer, um, which is one of my favorites. And then the, the third one was assurance of victory. Now you're going, what in the world could follow that? You know, what would be next? And this is a really a, a, an interesting one. It's the assurance of forgiveness. See, we accepted the Lord. In fact, I'm kind of excited. Um, I have a 10-year-old great-grandson that, you know, was in church and heard all everything. But just this last week, he realized he had never made a commitment of all of that. And so he sought out a pastor's wife and told her that, you know, he knew all this, but he really needed to make it his. And so he accepted the Lord. And I was thrilled. My daughter called me, uh, my daughter in Connecticut, uh, about her grandson and my great-grandson. Well, what follows that? See, that's kind of where we left off last week. He got, uh, when we talked, was salvation. Well, what's after salvation? Well, it's really important, and that is the assurance of forgiveness. That's what we're talking about today. You say, well, I was saved, and I know I was clean, and I know that, you know, the, that all my sins were forgiven and everything. But what about the real world? I, I'm back in the real world. There's temptations. There's all kinds of things that I'm going to face with and struggle with. And how, how do I deal with that? And what happens when I fail? And that's where this assurance of forgiveness, it's a, a verse probably all of you know that if you've been a Christian any next time, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all the unrighteousness of that. Now, that's wonderful, but there's things that, uh, that we really need to know. See, once we're clean, it's not the same as being unclean, totally unclean. You know, then uh, once you take a bath, you probably need to wash your face once or twice a week or something. But the, that's kind of what we're talking about. You know, how do I deal with these little things that come in uh, to my life, little failures and things like that? Uh, and some can be big. As I was thinking about this, uh, Paul mentioned something, and, uh, and I know that I've done a lot on uh, forgiveness. Um, 
on a lot of videos. So I don't want to repeat all of that we've done before. But um, what was interesting, I was a Christian for years. Um, and I can't even tell you how how many years it was. I mean, I was through the army and in Bible college. Oh, and I was pastoring a church. In fact, I was pastoring the second church. And what's interesting is that I had tremendous amount of bitterness in me and I never identified it. Uh, you know, history from history in the past and so on. Um, so I, I think that's something that we need to talk about because I got saved, but the bitterness was still there. I, ne I never thought about it or whatever. Um, I had a tremendous amount of bitterness or hatreds towards my father, but it was so much there so long that I never wasn't aware of it anymore. I mean, he was just a part of my belief system. It was there. And uh, our situation, just let you know a little bit, was so bad that what my, especially through junior high school and high school, with my dad's drinking and his violent attacks and, you know, he would just really lose it. It was awful. But my sister was sitting at graduation in cap and gown and she said to herself i thought dad would kill me before i graduated so it gives you an idea of what we went through i mean it was blocking our doors so he couldn't get to us and all kinds of things that we lived with but it was all part of my history but it was never dealt with it was down in there and i needed to deal with that um and it was interesting. Maybe you are carrying bitterness and you're not aware of it. I, if people said you can be bitter and not aware of it, I, said, I understand. I was. But it was so much a part of my life that it was just normal. Uh, so I didn't, you know, waking up being bitter it was just life. And I became accustomed to it. So if this idea of forgiveness now after salvation uh, things are going to happen. And I'm, I know that God probably forgave me at salvation, but I needed to deal with it. Um, and so when um, this came to mind, I was shocked. I'm going, man, I, I have all this bitterness shoved down deep inside and here and preaching the gospel and everything. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to hide it. But my wife was aware of it. Uh, she never brought it up, but she was aware of it. She thought, well, if she brings it up, I would deny it probably. And so that was years ago. It's no big deal. Uh, but the Holy Spirit had to bring it up, and the Holy Spirit did bring it up. But I have to tell you, this, this is so, so funny, because once you deal with deep bitterness or deep hurts that happened, and you just buried them, uh, the Holy Spirit will dig them up when you're ready to deal with them. Because if I wasn't ready to deal with them, they would just overwhelm me. But I was ready to deal with them. But after I dealt with them, I, I was so 
realized I was carrying a load. It was like having a knapsack on your back. And in the army, you have a knapsack. And you know, the thing you learn is after a while, your shoulders go numb. And you don't even realize you're carrying this 50 or 60 pound thing on your back because you've adjusted yourself to the weight. Well, I adjusted myself to this, but after I was free of it, I was so free to talk about it. Well, I was in Tasmania um, and uh, I never saw the Tasmanian devil uh, <laughs> or heard him, but the, um, I, I was speaking at a college there in Tasmania and there was a, a church that was sort of liberal uh, and I didn't know, but it was a church and the pastors heard I was there and I don't know, someone told them or whatever. So he came to me and he said, would you preach at my church on Sunday? And I said, sure, uh, I'd be glad to. So I showed up at his church and this was a, one of those typical churches that are stone on the inside. They had a heater at the ceiling, which is like six stories up high, blowing heat that I couldn't feel. I mean, it was cold and it's a rock, rock sided church. And I'm way up high, you know, if I fell off from the pulpit, I'd have been dead <laughs> way up there. I really was, uh, in the high court preaching and uh so what i <clears throat> last minute so the my message was when i spoke it was father's day and so i knew my message and my message was how i hated my father well the pastor almost fainted <laughs> what in the world did he get you know, you know he he decided that uh, he wouldn't take a love offering and be more a hate offering for this guy. <laughs> it was amazing. <clears throat> but then I shared, you know, how he carried that bitterness and all and, and helped the people right there to pray and all. People were weeping in the church and all. And as they went out, they said, you know, when you said that, we thought, what a screwball. <laughs> Where did he find this guy? Was, was he a hitchhiker in Tasmania or what? But uh, how they thanked me because it also revealed to them that they were caring. They just, you depart my life. After a while, you just can't be bitter all the time. I mean, some people are, but most people try to put it down somewhere and then you kind of try to forget about it. So <clears throat> it was such a blessing. Uh, to help them to become free and to go out and people were had tears and thanked me because they were able to just leave this big burden at the church, but the pastor sweep it out. You know? But uh, this, this thing of you may have things that you've not dealt with that you just shove down, disappointments, people that hurt you, or all of that, and you've shoved it down. And the idea is if we confess these sins, God will forgive us. It's so important. See, once we're born into God's family, we have eternal forgiveness. The forgiveness we're talking about is stuff that can come up and hinder my spiritual growth uh, 
certain people I resent or I dislike them and I, they didn't do anything, but they remind me of somebody that I've stuck down inside and they just called attention, this kind of person or whatever. So you may want to get by yourself and just ask the Lord, is there anything, any unforgiveness that I have in my heart towards any individual or situation in my life that could have happened, uh, whatever, and then deal with that. Because if we confess that sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, when we sin, you know, uh, and, and I don't have forgiveness, I'm still in the family of God, but I can be out of fellowship, and at least in that area. Uh, because what happens when you meet people that you put down in your heart, you dislike this type of person, when you meet someone that reminds you, you have a difficult time in preaching to them. And I saw that um, when I pastored my second church in Tacoma, our church was in a wealthy neighborhood and we went door to door uh, just letting people know we were there as a church and if we had a, a really nice building and everything and that if we could ever help them, if they ever needed help to let us know, uh, invited them to church, you know, but really that we were in the community to benefit the community. And if it could benefit them or their family or their children in any way, please let us know. Well, this was a, a, a really quite a wealthy community. And I went to one door uh, and the guy came to the door and, and this should have been a clue to me, but he, in his hand, he had a, a highball, a drink. And I froze. Here I'm the pastor, and I froze. What do I say? I, I was tongue-tied. I, I had like fear. It was like unbelievable. I'm going. Here's a man. He has a drink in his hand. That's all he's got. You know, he didn't have a baseball or anything to hurt me. It was just that drink. And see, it was a reflection of my father and everything associated with that. Uh, but still, I have not dealt with that. I still, you know, God hadn't brought me to the place. But I look back and God was trying to get my attention that there's something not right. That when someone is drinking, I should have compassion for them, not fear. And that's what I had. I, I couldn't hardly invite them to church. You know, be sure to leave your, your drink at home. You know, but uh, uh, I, I just, see, un, un areas or soil in my life, because I was in so many farm communities and stuff, you know, you have to plow the field or it gets hard. And you know, there may be a place in your, your heart that's like hard. And it has to be plowed up and allow the Holy Spirit. Don't force anything, but just ask the Lord, is there anything Am I holding anything in my heart and my life that is not right towards anybody? And they may not even know. They may not even, my dad didn't know that, that 
that because he'd uh, stopped drinking after we left. I don't know if my sister and I were the cause of his drinking. I don't think we were. But, you know, he began to stop drinking or at least taper off so much that you wouldn't know. Uh, so this is really important, this assurance of forgiveness or assurance of freedom. Because, you know, I, I wrote something when I was thinking about this. Um, see, when we are reminded, but the Holy Spirit's job reminds us of sin, all it does after we've accepted Christ is it, it has to do with fellowship. I don't have the total fellowship with God that I could have because it's a block. See, um, the, we're out of fellowship, but we're not out of the family. And I want that to be very important. You say, well, there's things in my life, but you accepted the Lord. You've been born again. You were born into God's family. And all the, I mean, I was pastoring a church and people are getting saved. And, you know, it was not that God's hand wasn't on my life. It was. But there was an area of my life that God knew I was ready to deal with. I'm not, you go to force. I'm not forcing you. I don't want to force you to go where you're not ready to go and deal with it. But ask the Lord, is there something in my life right now that uh, that I could confess and have it removed from me? Uh, remember, it's the fellowship. Because uh, once you realize that there's an area of your life, uh, it affects your fellowship with God. If you don't know, it doesn't affect your fellowship. It's still there, but God did not reveal it. The Holy Spirit knows when to reveal. But what can come along then later on is the accuser of the brethren. Oh, you didn't, you held all this stuff. Well, it was not on the surface. And I refused to let him put me down for all the years that I was a Christian and and never dealt with hating my dad. And I, you know, it, it goes from hated to dislike or protection. It's, but it's not right. There's, there's a wall that's been built of protection that I don't want to get close because this person, and you will find if that is true, there are people that will come into your life that will remind you, like this guy with the drink. I mean, he reminded me of my dad when he drank and all the awful stuff we went through. But you might, um, well, Dr. McGee said this. I got to tell you, this is so good. Dr. McGee went to a Bible camp. And uh, when he came back, he always talked about being at a camp. And he said, well, on Monday, this kid stood up and he said, thank God I don't kiss girls. And and then the the Tuesday night, he got up and gave a testimony. Thank God I don't go to movies. And uh, Wednesday, he got up and he thanked God he didn't do, didn't eat popcorn or something. <laughs> the third night, he got up and McGee said, son, what do you do? 
<laughs> but McGee said, uh, as he was preaching, a lady came up to him at that Bible camp. And uh, he said she shared a piece of her mind she couldn't afford to part with. <laughs> but you can meet someone like that. Like he said, it looked like she had, you know, been eating uh, rotten food or something. I mean, she had, you know, just uh, struggling. And so <clears throat> if there are people that you struggle with, you may want to ask, Lord, are they reminding me of something in my past that I've not dealt with? Because you want to be free. Jesus Christ came that we could be free and free indeed. And that's free from past issues, past things that took place in our life. All of us, um, I don't think anybody's had a past that was perfect, you know, because people aren't perfect. Um, and if God brings it up, and I would just take some time, just quietly be alone and pray, God, is there anybody or anything in my life that I should deal with? I don't want to, you know, it to hinder my walk with you. And God can reveal it to you. Don't try to force anything. The Holy Spirit, that's his job, to convict of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So the Holy Spirit knows, and he can show you. And if it doesn't show you, it may mean there isn't anything or you're not a place yet where you can deal with it. Because to be overwhelmed by something is not what God wants. God wants me to walk in fellowship with him and continually to grow. And, and we all grow. But see, there is assurance of forgiveness. One of the things that I was thinking about and wanted to share with you is what I do. Uh, you know, uh, I can break fellowship with the Lord and maybe not know it or whatever. But every night before I go to sleep, I pray and ask the Holy Spirit to search my heart. Is there anything I need to deal with of today? I don't want to carry stuff. You know, I did carry a pack on my back in the army. And I know you can carry a pack, a 50, 60 pound pack. And after a while, your shoulders will scroll numb, but you still have the pack. But you don't realize you can't feel it. Your, your, your shoulders hurt so bad. And I don't want you to be carrying loads that God doesn't want you to carry that are really pulling you down, keeping you down, or not allowing you to have the joy of the Lord. Uh, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we want that joy. And if you don't have it, ask the Lord, why, Jonah, I have it. Um, you know, what Dr. McGee said about that lady when he came to talk to her, to give a piece of her mind she couldn't afford to part with, said she looked like she was weaned on a dill pickle. <laughs> Do you Have you been weaned on a dill pickle? You know, you're a believer, and it should be the Lord's joy. And where you go, uh, you should be spreading joy of the Lord. And there is forgiveness. There's nothing that you've done that God cannot forgive. And then I want to leave one more issue with you. When I was teaching forgiveness in a Bible college, 
Um, and of course, a lot of the kids had bitterness and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that really uh, was interesting, and I, I, it came to my mind, and I asked them, why is the Catholic Church uh, really um, so far ahead of sometimes of the Protestant Church when it comes to forgiveness? Why is it that people go to see a priest and to share? And uh, I'm one of the students to try to figure out what, what, what is about that, the confessional, uh, why is that so appealing? And they figured it out. And what's appealing is there is a human being saying, God forgives you. And hearing that is beneficial. As a pastor, I can't tell you the people that came and felt that maybe they had uh, aborted a child and never told anybody, but it always bothered them. At the time, it didn't bother them, but then they became believers and it did bother them. And they needed the assurance from me that God would forgive them. And so it, it may be that you need to, to talk to somebody be careful who you go to, uh, because if they raise an eyebrow, you went to the wrong person. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, we've all have sinned and come short of God's glory. And sometimes one of the beneficial things you can do is to say, I forgive you and God forgives you. Both, both of those things. So I, I hope this is a blessing to you. And again, remember that when we are carrying sin that we have not dealt with and God has brought it up and we know, we'll be out of fellowship but not out of the family. And, uh, um, you know, even though I hated my dad, I was still in the family. <laughs> and, and, and that's one thing. Once we're in God's family, he doesn't have stepkids and he doesn't put kids outside. No, we're a child, child and heirs of the Lord. Father, I want to thank you for that. I don't know um, people that are listening. I, majority of them I know probably have trusted you as their savior. But Lord, there may be some issues, deep issues in their life that are holding them back. Uh, they're unable to minister in certain ways or speak to certain people or to be in certain situations. And so, Lord, I pray that this message would be freeing, that we can confess it of whatever it is, and you will forgive us and, and remove it and take it out of our life. And, Lord, I'm so thankful that I can talk about in the beginning when I talked about forgiveness with my dad I would actually weep in a church and I, I felt bad I was weeping but it was it was weeping of joy and that I'm not carrying this burden on my back anymore uh, and it can weigh you down so you know you will be offended as as a believer you will be offended let me tell you offenses will come but deal with them in a biblical way. Forgive those who say things maybe that are uh, 
um, you know, very painful, uh, powerful negative statements and so on. Um, one lady came, I was pastoring my third church and a lady came up and says, why don't you go to Bible school and learn how to preach? <laughs> so, okay. Honey, this is, I, I would go back. In fact, to get away from you, I'd be glad to go back. <laughs> but I didn't say that. But, you know, uh, it, it can be. You want to be free and free indeed. It, it means that as far as you know, there's nothing that is hindering or holding you back. It's all before the Lord and the blood of Christ is covered at all. And so... Father, may we as believers walk in the freedom of forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen.